How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Hey guys, it's Tuesday night. We're excited that you are with us. Thanks for joining us for episode number 34 of How About That Cigar Live. 34. 34. Garrett, how's it going? Man, dude. It's what, six degrees out right now? Uh, Yeah, actually, we just discovered uh, in Minnesota, there is something colder than a witch's breast. Oh, is there? Yeah. You can say tit. I'm not offended. You can say tit. Yeah. Which is titties. Yeah, it's uh, six degrees outside, so uh, thanks for that, uh, Canada, because some big push of weather came down from Canada and gave us six degrees in the second week in November, so uh, Canada, yeah, whatever. Um, so uh, a little football talk uh, like we always start out. So this week so this week was markedly different than last week. Last Man. week, every single team in the NFC North lost. This week... Um, Three of the four won. Only the Bears lost. Um, no, sorry, the Bears beat the Lions. Yeah, the Bears. Beat the Bears the Lions. beat the Lions. Yeah. So, which is actually good for your team, the Vikings, and my team, the Packers. That's right. Um, I gotta say, I'm glad we won after bouncing yeah. back from that that embarrassing loss to uh, uh, to L.A. But I I still have not felt confident with the uh, Packers win this season. It, they they just have all seemed sort of like ugly wins. Yeah, you know, and that's the way I feel about this win against Dallas too is It was a great game though, that oh Dallas Vikings game. Gosh, it, it was, was fun to watch. So good. Yeah, down to the wire, Delvin great Cook. catches. I mean, yeah. oh, Amari Cooper. Dalvin Cook's ridiculous, dude, I, man. I take off every hat to Amari Cooper yeah. who brings me back to Chris Carter days. Oh yeah. His his sideline toe yep. game was yeah. on point yeah he's got toe drag for days he's really outstanding it was a great game to watch it was a lot of fun and the minnesota gophers yeah the gophers i mean uh beaten penn state we're uh eight and oh now nine and oh nine and oh um but we're getting into the dog days now we're starting yep. to, we're we're we got a tough schedule ahead yeah we got a we got ohio state we got wisconsin illinois. we got illinois uh, I don't all remember who else. All ranked in the top twenty-five. Pardon me. I don't remember who else, but yeah, all ranked now. Yeah. And we uh, did we bump up to thirteen? Uh, we bumped up. Well, depending on which poll you look. Yeah. I, so the AP poll had us at seven. Yeah. Seven. At wow. Seven. I think overall we're probably hovering around thirteen. Um, so guys, we want to thank you. As I said before, um, we are coming to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Uh, here in lovely six degree Minnesota. Um, I want to tell you about the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve Barrel Fermented. It's a premium cigar rolled in limited quantities at La Grande Fabrica Dura Estate in Esteli, Nicaragua. Deep barrel fermentation is the key process that makes this expression vastly different from anything on the market. Mm. Hand selected leaves from Kentucky are packed into small torquettes, which are then loaded strategically into oak bourbon barrels. Oh. Water is then <laughs> water is then added while immense pressure is applied to the torquettes with railroad jacks. The tobacco is removed two to three times per year, shaken out, then repacked. The total yes. process of fermentation takes 12 to 18 months, leaving a truly unique flavor profile and aroma. The Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve Barrel Fermented is now available at brick and mortar Drew Diplomat retailers. Um, so, like we said, guys, this is episode number 34. Um, if you are listening on the audio podcast, uh, whichever audio platform you listen on, thanks so much for giving us some of your time while you're listening, driving down the road or working out or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, please take two minutes on your favorite platform. Uh, rate us, give us five stars if you like what we're doing. We really do appreciate that. 
Uh, now we're going to get into our special guest this week. Uh, special guest segment is brought to you by Corona Cigar Company. Uh, CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest-to-use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest price possible. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in being cigar fanatics just like you and me. That is why you will find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Choose from famous brands like Padron, Davidoff, Fuente, and hundreds more. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com. And FloridaSungrown.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to please welcome to How About That Cigar from Cohiba Cigars. He is the brand ambassador for Cohiba Cigars, Mr. Sean Williams. What? Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. So, uh, Sean, you, I, I met you a few years ago when I was with Blind Man's Puff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to know each other a little bit at the IPCPR and hung out a little bit. And and uh, I just uh, I just, you know, uh, I, I thought I think you're a great dude and I, I love your story. I love your background. I love the oh, thanks, man. you know, the energy that you put out there. So um, and I was really excited to be able to, uh, you know, have you on the show. So everybody who watches us and listens to us can have a chance to, uh, you know, know about who you are, too. So um, give us give us a little bit of the Spider-Man you know, Spider-Man origin story as far as how you, uh, how you came to love premium cigars. Oh man. Uh, so I'm sure you know the story <clears throat> and, uh, and anyone who's kind of, uh, known time probably knows the story. It was, uh, probably, I guess 14 years ago now, uh, back, uh, New Year's 2005 when I had my first cigar, uh, it was myself and, uh, three of my buddies, we'd all been friends since the ninth grade. We took uh, the wives and girlfriends, uh, um, uh, not wives and girlfriends. Uh, some of us had wives. <laughs> <others> had girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. what, what the harem? Yeah. You took yeah. your harem out? Yeah. Just, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. So took others um, on a cruise. And uh, one of my buddies, he was, of the four of us, the one that was most, most into cigars. I had never even had a cigar. Uh, I didn't smoke any at all during the boom or anything like that. So he suggested we go to the piano bar and have a cigar. And, um, we all, you know, went down and, uh, I, th- I thought this is kind of cool. These guys, uh, you know, I'm buddies with, um, you know, just a new experience. So, uh, went to the bar, picked out a cigar. Um, and, um, an hour later, I'm, you know, sipping on, uh, you know, brandy, I think, or something I was drinking at the time. I don't even remember that, uh, quite honestly, but, uh, just sipping on my drink and, and enjoying the camaraderie and talk with these guys I'd known, uh, better than half my life at the time. It just was instantly taken with the process, I, I think, more so than, than anything. I mean, the yeah. cigar, it was, it was a Fuente Double Chateau. That's the first cigar I ever had. Oh, nice. And, yeah, um, good way to so start. the cigar was good enough. I didn't know any better. Uh, but, uh, I just really enjoyed it. it just was taken yeah. with it. And, um, from there, I got back to, uh, to Atlanta. And, um, you know, really got into, you know, smoking cigars on a, on a, on a, you know, better than regular clip, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, didn't have many friends at the time that, that smoked cigars. Didn't have any really in my, in my immediate circle. Um, yeah. so I figured I'd start uh, a group. So I ended up starting Atlanta Cigar Society with a buddy of mine and, uh, and through business contacts and so forth, I started putting on different, you know, events around the city, um, you know, poker nights or, yeah. wine tastings or whatever. 
And uh, from that, really, that, that, that was sort of my first foray into the cigar community. And, uh, and that sort of gave me the impetus or the idea that, you know, it might be kind of uh, uh, cool at the time to have my own cigar line, really just to kind of push uh, to the people that were showing up at my events. Uh, I didn't really think past that and think past the Atlanta market. You know, literally that I know that, you know, 14 years later, I'd be, uh, you know, Tuesday night sitting in my, uh, my, my breakfast area talking to you guys about my career in cigars. You know? so, yeah. so that's kind of how I got started. You know, that's, that's the clip. Yeah. So, yeah. And how, um, how did it come to pass that you, you know, like you said, you, you started your own cigar line, you know, which was, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to go, man, go all out. And you, you really went head first into listen, it. So listen, that man, come to pass? It, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Like, you know, you think, um, you know, you think, you know, it's, 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 a, it's like any other business. You put out a good product at a good price and, uh, you know, good things happen. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a tough business. And, um, you know, uh, you got to really, really, really be passionate about this to, to, to hang in there. Uh, yeah. you know, it, this, this business is going to punch you in the face, man. So, um, but I loved it. I mean, you know, I, I started joking people that I was too stupid to quit. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's something that you can't, um, it's hard to explain to somebody, you know, you create a product that you put out on the marketplace and, uh, and people respond and, and really, uh, you know, give you feedback from again something you created, and yeah. and, and and they do that. And in 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 my instance, you know, nationwide, and then uh, eventually at some point, you know, not worldwide, but in 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 many corners of the world. So I mean, that's um, kind of hard, man, to 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 find something that sort of um, you know feeds your spirit that way. So um, mm-hmm. so I stuck with it. You know, figured out what was the the model that worked for me, at least to a degree. I think I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, I managed to survive better than, you know, uh, 10, 11 years until uh, General Cigars and Cohiba, um, you know, took notice of me and, 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 and thought that I should be the guy to uh, to be in this position, which has just been phenomenal. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's tell everybody what we're smoking. Garrett actually yeah. stopped and, and uh, picked up these beauties for us at a local shop. Um, Is well, that the black? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the Cohiba black, man, that's uh that's a classic, classic Connecticut broadleaf uh, grown here in the USA in the Connecticut River Valley. Uh, Peloto Cabano binder, Ace and Tercios, which is a classic old school. I, I, I literally actually never in person seen the Tercios process of aging tobacco until coming on board with General Cigar and Cohiba. Um, but the Peloto Cabano is Ace and Tercios. And then in the filler, you have uh, more Peloto Cabano with some San Andreas. So. Classic medium body Maduro, Maduro, not much in the way of uh, overpowering spice, but just you know black coffee, bitter chocolate, deep rich sweet Maduro. Uh, yeah, I've smoked a ton of those cigars. That, that was one of the first ones I jumped on when I first came on board. So, well, you you actually just hit all of the notes. Uh, yeah. You know, when you look at this, it's a it's a big cigar. Yeah, and oh, you smoke, you smoking a gigante. Yeah, yeah, the Gigante. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Well, I and, couldn't tell. I didn't know if you had small hands, man. I wasn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that was a Corona. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Your face isn't that orange, is it? <laughs> that's the petite, uh, the petite Corona. Yeah, man. No. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, my hand. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but no, this size, it can be really intimidating to look at a cigar this size and then yeah. you start to get into it. Yeah. And man, and it's, it's medium all day long. Yeah. And 
just beautiful flavors right off right off the bat. Now that that's a great size, but I got to tell you, man, if you're smoking that cigar, um, my favorite size in that cigar is the Supremo, which is the classic Toro, and my second favorite is the Robusto Extra. Robusto Extra. I mean yeah. that. that Man, that wrapper really, really, really pops too. With the uh, once you get to that fifty or fifty-two ring gauge, that yeah. wrapper really, really pops too. And 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 the the, the profile is a little bit more intense. It's a, it's a, it's a great. Thing. The Gigante is good, but that's more of a of a uh, a nuanced smoke. Um, uh, you don't you don't get uh, a lot of the pop as far as the the, the sure. strength and body uh, in that cigar. Ironically enough, you would think that it's a headbanger. Uh, but but right. but it actually it actually lets you off the hook a little bit. It's more intimidating than it smokes. Awesome. There's a lot yeah. of sweetness. I get a lot of sweetness yeah. with this one. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's 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 a Maduro. It's a Maduro's Maduro. I mean, yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of times, a lot of Maduros. Uh, here, the first cigar I ever made. Uh, you know, you know, with my brand, my my my, you know, my very first release was Maduro, and that was a time back in the mid 2000s when Maduros were about you know sweet rich deep flavors and so forth then it got to a point where you know it, it was just about strength and you know linear yeah. profiles and whatever mm-hmm. uh, but i always just sort of go back to uh if i want to maduro i want to maduro for the, the, the sort of sweet uh rich you know uh, uh you know coffee bottom to it um, yeah absolutely. that's what i like so yeah um to remind people who are uh watching the show live please feel free to leave your questions or comments for sean um, or uh, us general questions, uh, Absolutely. you know, keep them, uh, you know, keep comments coming. So Sean, tell, tell us about, you know, you've got, like you said, back in the day, you had your own brands and then you get approached by, by general cigar. What was the decision-making process like for you when, when you were presented with that opportunity, as far as whether or not you were going to take on that role of brand ambassador for Cohiba? Yeah. So um, that's a good question. So, for me, it was it was what do I love about this business, right? Um, you know, certainly, you know, uh, creating El Primer Mundo and 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 the following that uh, I was able to um, sort of garner over a number of years, and um, really, really enjoy you know being a part of that. Um, to sort of step away from it and say, okay, well, uh, I, I've, I've taken that to this level, and uh, and 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 now I'm going to sort of you know. Uh, take my hands off of it and and get in front of another brand. Um, that's a tough decision, but when it comes down to it, I thought about the things I really love, and uh, and, and what that is is I really love the process of creating uh, cigars and bringing cigars to the marketplace. Um, you know, I, I, I just enjoy the blending process, and 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 where else can uh, I do that and have access to you know endless array uh, and, and supply of tobacco. There's yeah. no, no, no place like Joe's Cigar. Uh, and also, uh, I really enjoy the customer engagement, uh, you know, getting out and meeting uh, the, 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 the consumers that are smoking the product and getting the feedback and, and interacting in the marketplace. Well, obviously, this vehicle gives me uh, uh, ample opportunity to do that. And then, oh, by the way, it's, it's, it's with Arcoby one of the most iconic names in cigars. So, um, so I just looked at the things that I love most about the business and say, okay, well, I could do all these things I love about the business without some of the headaches that I didn't love about the business. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, when you're, you know, you're, you're running a small boutique brand. I mean, it's, it's always like a hamster wheel, man, just, you know, constantly, um, you know, staying in front of 
um, you know, the resource crunch, um, you know, the, the travel demands, uh, and, and, and in our instance, dealing with, uh, the brokers, uh, it's just so many layers to it. And, and, and it's so daunting when, when you're a small brand. So I'm like, okay, I can do all these things that I love doing. And, uh, and again, do them for, you know, for an incredible brand. I mean, a juggernaut of a brand. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing I could have ever done in, 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 in the lifetime of, 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 of my brand that would approach the level of a Cohiba. Yeah. So it just gives me, again, an opportunity to be a cigar maker and, uh, and, and, and interact with, uh, cigar enthusiasts on the level that I could never have dreamed of. So it's, it's, a, it's been, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know, two and a half, three years at this point. So yeah. it's been amazing. Yeah. So in the, in the beginning, sorry, Garrett, no, uh, in the beginning, when you, when you came in, you know, you're, you're obviously you're coming into an established brand, like you said, a juggernaut of a brand. I mean, mm -hmm. people who, people who've never even smelled cigar smoke recognize the name Cohiba mm -hmm. around the world. So when you come in, I imagine, you know, in the beginning, you're, you're learning, you 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 have to get brought up to speed on on the brand the lines the blends things like that you mm -hmm. have to get brought up to speed but then once you you know once you had your spikes dug in and you were you were the guy what was the first uh, of the cohiba blends of the cohiba brands what was the first one that that you really got to sink your teeth into in the blending process in the design process Oh, okay. I thought you were going to ask me something else. Um, well, that that's easy. That's uh, that's Silencio. That's my uh, my signature cigar, my oh. my, my private blend with uh, yeah. with Cleveland. Uh, yeah, and that was that was significant in that it's one of only two Cleveland's that's made in Nicaragua. Um, the other being the Cleveland Nicaragua. And anybody who knows me, the history um, of my brand and sort of my blending profile is rooted in Nicaraguan tobacco. Having made my very first cigars with the Placencia family. Um, and the cornerstone of, of most of my blends have been Nicaraguan tobacco. So uh, it was it was sort of a way to to um, you know kind of put my signature, I guess for lack of a better yeah. term, uh, 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 on the brand uh, with my signature cigar. So uh, and with that, I took you know the things that uh, I've loved over the years as far as you know Nicaraguan tobacco mixed with the things that I loved about Cohiba and that are staples to Cohiba. So you have the Nicaraguan wrapper, you have uh, uh Cameroon binder, which obviously is, is, is synonymous with, uh, with Cohiba red dot. Uh, and in the filler, you have Nicaraguan tobaccos along with Polo Cabana, which is a staple uh, in every blend that we do for, um, for, uh, Co um, for Cohiba. So okay. that was the first, that was the first one I had a chance to work with. And, uh, and the second was Spectre, which was just, just a ridiculous project to work on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Spectre is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. That's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, we had a chance to chat with Ricky Rodriguez a few months ago. My dude, my dude, and pretty pretty Ricky, what they call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he he was. Uh, you're kind of echoing a lot of what he was saying. Of you know what an honor it is to yeah. come in and be a part of you know really a family of, uh, uh, you know, a big name like general and the resources that, um, that they bring in. Can you talk a little bit about what that transition looked like for you doing your own thing, but now coming into a big company like general, what were the, some of the big differences that you had to deal with? Uh, 
Well, I don't know about the big, big differences that to deal with. I mean, the big differences that I saw was was uh, just an incredible, uh, you know, amount of resources and 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 back in support, which which you know that's I was it, you know, with my own brand. So uh, that that's that's the big upside. I mean, and, yeah, uh, and you know, and and, and it's it's interesting. Uh, what I was surprised at was was the the sort of spirit of innovation that's within the company. I mean, to a degree, it's it's a big company, so it's it's, it's hard to you know to turn. It's a lot easier you know to to turn a speedboat than a battleship. So um, so so some things move a little bit slower. But yeah, um, if you just sort of look at uh, the, the the structure, um, you know, you have Cohiba and you have me, you have CAO and you have Rick. Uh, you have Diesel, you have Justin. Um, mm-hmm. There's actually sort of internal competition. Uh, uh, it's, <laughs> sort of, it's, it's sort of like being on a record label, and and, and you got you know, oh, yeah. Like, you know, so so every you know their album drops, so we got to come hard. Let's go back to <laughs> right. So uh, and 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 the company actually encourages that. Like like we get together and we'll have uh, a few times a year where we're all together in the factory. And we're all smoking each other's stuff. And we're like. You know, I almost cursed, but we're always like, it's good. <laughs> like, like I, I, you know, what tobacco was in it? I wish I had that. And, uh, and they encourage that. So, um, there's only so much stuff we can put it load to the pipeline and bring out, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there, 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 there's a certain aggressiveness about the company that I, I, I was really surprised at, to be honest. And maybe that's, uh, not maybe I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's a relatively new dynamic as far as being within the last few years, uh, you know, being under, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the supervision of, of, of Regis as the president, mm-hmm. uh, he, he just created a certain environment that, that uh, allowed us to really sort of stretch out and, 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 uh, be creative and, and, uh, not be afraid to try things, make mistakes and whatever, you know, you got, you got bumpers that you have to stay with them. But for the most part, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a, a very different experience than I expected. I mean, I, I thought that I'd come on and it'd be some administratively laden, uh, behemoth of a company, they shovel GPS up my ass, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, um, no, it's 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 been it's been okay. You know, these are you know, don't get too too ahead of your skis, but this is kind of you know, thirty thousand feet where we want to be. You know, uh, yeah. how you get there, make it happen, Captain. We're, we're good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's been it's 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 been pleasantly surprising in that way. Um, but aside from that, I mean, overall, it's just been a great experience, man. I mean, there's yeah. there's, there's some you talk about Ricky. Uh, and there's a lot of people behind the scenes that you don't see um, that are just terrific people to work with, um, you know. And I'm sort of on an island, I guess, sort of like Ricky is too. I like I go to an office every day, so uh, yeah. my interaction is is most times on phone calls or or, or emails back and forth and, and whatever. But uh, um, on the, the, those 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 uh, you know far and few between occasions where we all get a chance to get to get together. It's, it's just, it's always like a reunion, man. So it's all, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great environment and uh, it, it far exceeded my expectations. It really, yeah. Has. Just nice. a, a quick follow up to that. And I want to, it, it's more of a comment about, um, I want to say before I had the conversation with Ricky, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say my impression of general cigar was kind of that negative big corporate giant who just puts out a lot of sticks mm-hmm. being totally honest. Um, Understood. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. after talking with Ricky and a few other people and now you and hearing this totally makes me think, you know, 
maybe general for some years kind of rested back on their laurels a little bit. And, but in the last four to five years, the things that you guys have been doing for innovating and recreating some of the brands and bringing guys like you in has completely changed my opinion on general as a whole and allowed me to enjoy many of their cigars again, because awesome. I, I got awesome. too snobby yeah. for them. You know, well, and that, actually, Garrett, I, I I should give you a gold star because that's a great segue into yeah. a question I have written down here is, Boom. and that is, so <laughs> so, and Garrett's totally right. General Cigar has done a really great job over the last four to five years reinvigorating brands that, for good or bad, right or wrong, brands mm-hmm. that in the cigar nerd community kind of became relegated as like, oh, that's just a catalog brand or, oh, that's just a blah, blah brand or whatever you want to say about it. You know, guys got an attitude about certain brands. And General's done a really good job, like Garrett said, bringing in you, bringing in Justin, bringing in Ricky, bringing in people to reinvigorate those brands. Um, And, you know, like with Justin, uh, Diesel has has truly kind of been reinvigorated as a as a boutique brand. Yeah. And mm. you with Cohiba, Cohiba has been reinvigorated as as a luxury brand. Mm. Uh, and so thank you. What what would you well, first of all, would you agree that that's the case? And and how rewarding is it to be a part of a process of kind of turning a brand around like that? Cuz cuz you guys really have. Yeah, so listen, listen, listen. Uh, I'm 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 not you know, suck up my own exhaust pipe, bro. So don't, don't, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I have a sneaky suspicion Cohiba would be just fine without me. Um, yeah. So, so, so my whole, uh, uh, mission when I came on board, I mean, you guys know me, I'm, I'm a boutique guy. I mean, that, that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, for, for whatever, uh, um, you know, way you want to look at that. I mean, that, that's, you know, uh, that, that was my space. Um, uh, so, I still have sort of that that mentality, mentality. That sort of guerrilla warfare, uh, um, personal, um, you know, uh, hands on, like every detail I have to be involved with. Now, with that being said, um, it's great that we have uh, the teams and, and the layers that we have uh, because you know, when 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 I when I you know look at something or or kind of check the box on something, uh, most of the the, the the you know, footwork has been done already, which is awesome. Um, so I can really, really concentrate on uh, just the cigar piece. I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, with my brand, I used to, you know, you know, help try to design the bands and the packaging and whatever. I, I don't do any of that. I don't even pretend that I do any of that. Um, okay. there, there's, there's, there's a terrific marketing team. Uh, uh, we use some outside uh, consultants to really, really, you know, it's, it's, it's Cohiba, man. So, you know, it has to present well, has to look. And that's been something that that's been uh, a major, major, major focus, like getting some symmetry across the look of the brand, uh, making sure that, you know, somebody's dropping 20, 20, uh, you know, uh, uh, singles on the cigar. Then, you know, uh, it, 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 it should look like it. And mm-hmm. um, the brand has been phenomenal over the years. But, you know, everything needs updating. Right. So, yep. so that's been a big thing. So but with that being said, uh, um you know, I've been able to just really, really, um, you know, keep my focus in on on the cigar piece. And as far as reinvigorating the brand, the brand has never really fallen off. Um, it, it's still, you know, it's done, you know, serious numbers uh, year over year. I mean, there's some soft years and that's just, you know, sort of a natural reset in the marketplace. Uh, but my big thing was coming on board and making sure that 
I was able to maybe connect with another consumer, like, you know, you guys included uh, from, from what I'm hearing in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, reconnect with another consumer uh, to, to really uh, have people take another look at the brand uh, yeah. and get past, you know, the, 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 the price tag and get past the big name or whatever, and really help people understand what's under the hood. Like, 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 yeah. you know, why is it, why is Cohiba black what it is? You know, I mean, you know, growing in the Connecticut River Valley, you know, since, since its inception by the same family, the Thrall family, it's still growing for us. You know, uh, uh, what makes the red dot so special? You know, mm-hmm. we are the people that kept the lights on for authentic Cameroon rapper. You guys have been smoking long enough to remember when Cameroon was, yep. was, was blazing hot and then yep. all of a sudden it was gone. Oh, it yeah. just got so dangerous in, 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 in that part of the world that literally the Mirafield family would not uh, comfortably grow tobacco over there. Right. And, and we are the company that marshaled the resources to make sure they have what they need from a safety standpoint, a recess standpoint to continue to grow tobacco over there. So guess what? We got the best damn camera on the planet. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and that means something. Uh, so my whole thing was making sure that, that, you know, I can help explain uh, why the brand is what it is and kind of get under the hood and make sure that going forward, the blends that came out really sort of reflect, reflected a larger profile. And as you guys have noticed, more Nicaraguan tobacco included, yeah. uh, more use of Sumatra wrappers and, and uh, just sort of explain, expanding the palette a little bit. But at the same time, not alienating uh, the long-term Cohiba enthusiast that's been smoking a cigar. And I think we've done that. So that's, oh, been, yeah. my, that's been my mm-hmm. thing, not just kind of increasing the family not reinvigorating the family if if if, if i can put yeah. it that way no yeah and i i agree mm-hmm. with that 100 percent um yeah. and i didn't mean to say the brand no 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 no, no. no i didn't take it anyway but i just, just no I, you know. I hear you 100 yeah. yeah. but but what i notice and and for good or bad sometimes bad the you know the cigar nerd community they get online and they start chattering like a bunch of uh you know old like hands. a bunch of old hens yeah. and, and you know guys guys start getting you know, uh, guys, guys put way too much effort and time sometimes into disparaging the brands. Mm-hmm. And and I, yeah, I, I, I have no time for that. I don't think anybody should put their time into it. But the fact that that what for for the best reasons, what what I've seen from general in the in the past few years has caused a lot of those chatterers to shut the hell up. <laughs> and, oh, and, I think, and I think that's a good thing because I think it, because we've talked about this before on our show is wh- whatever you may think of a certain brands or whatever, whatever label you may decide that you, you, you know, you, you like or don't like on a certain cigar in the, in the grand scheme of things, for the most part with some, some, uh, you know, some exceptions here and there, but for the grand scheme of things, the, the tobacco is grown in the same fields. Yeah, man. The process is the yeah. same. The hands that are rolling those cigars are the same. The way it's fermented, the way it's this and that. And yeah, there are minor differences that sometimes can make a blend just really I, I tell people all the time, you pick the worst cigar in the humidor, it took at least three years to get it to your mouth. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like you can't, you know, you can't I, I don't I don't talk down on anybody's cigar. I mean, you know, there's three hundred million people plus in America. Not everybody likes the same dish, not everybody likes the same liquor. Mm-hmm. Um not every cigar is supposed to be for everybody's palate. Hell, that's why we make so many different cigars. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, you can't you just you, you let people, you know, you know, let people find their space and, and find what they like, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. Can you uh, can you talk about the uh, that Jay-Z joint? Uh, to to any degree. Um, not, not really, because that predates me. Obviously, that was uh, uh, 
the Commodore mm-hmm. was sunset. I don't know, maybe almost a year before I came on board. So, okay. um, and uh, I, I'm not, anything, I'm not really read in on. I know about it, obviously. Uh, right. Um, but anything, uh, anything in the pipeline uh, with either Jay Z or somebody else that you can drop that there's a collab with coming up. Yeah, me. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, I like that answer. Love it. My, my daughter's telling me good night. Good night, babe. Love you. Good night. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, no, there, there's there's no, uh, not really, man. I mean, and I don't know who we do that with at, at this point. Uh, I, I've been fortunate in this position to um, to meet a lot of people um, mm-hmm. and smoke cigars with a lot of people. Um, so, you know, the Cohiba brand has, 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 uh, has, um, you know, sort of, um, pretty big wings and, uh, and there's a lot of people that, that we could possibly do something like that. We, there's some, some private stuff that we've kind of talked about, but from a big, um, branding standpoint to, to, to work into the pipeline of, uh, of the sales force, n- n- nothing like that's on the radar, not for Cohiba at least, um, it's just a lot of moving parts, man, to, yeah, for sure. to make sure the numbers work. Cause listen, nobody's doing it for free. Right. So, right. um, but collabs are kind of the thing right now, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hot thing to do. There's a lot of collabs going on, whether it's a, you know, some of these bigger shops that are doing collaborations or, you know, celebrities that are getting into this. I've uh, done it, man. I've done, I've, done, I've done it though. Like, like, like it's, it's a <laughs> okay. big thing, I guess, but you got I, your uh, t-shirt and I, I, and I listen, I, 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 did, I did officially the first trilaboration, right? You know, with, with, with me, with me and Eddie Ortega uh, uh, at uh, at um, Eric Espinosa's. Like, oh, like yeah. that, that was the reunion project, Larceny. So that was the first trilaboration. Three names on the box, man. I've done it. Like, so yeah. let me know how it goes, right? It's like yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's once you bring there's just there's there's a, a beautiful team behind Cohiba, like like guys that you guys would never know about: Jonas Diaz, Abel Cruz, Yuri Gian. Um, that do incredible work, uh, uh, you know, to bring us incredible cigars, and and uh, I, I don't get down there nearly enough to work with the guys and 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 kind of get in front of what we're doing. So just to sort of add another dynamic in, where there's another personality, uh, there there's there's another schedule, there's another uh, financial concern. It's just a lot to it that um, I don't. I, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I don't know what the upside would be for the brand. So yeah. uh, yep. it's I not something it. on the radar for us. I get uh, it. You know, maybe yeah. somebody higher up would tell me, hey, you got to do this. And, and <laughs> so I'd have to listen or not listen. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not something I'm really interested in. Right on. Point. So yeah. So what, um, what was it like last year? I know the, uh, I believe it was last year that uh, Cohiba Connecticut released. Was that correct? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was uh, so, last spring. That one, it really, it really hit hard. I mean, it, it really, uh, there was, there was so much good talk around that, that cigar. And I even yeah. remember, I remember first smoking it at, at the, at the trade show and, and just, you know, that cigar got me right away. And it, it so you, sm- you first smoked it this summer, uh, in, 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 in Vegas. No, not this summer. Uh, so 2018 IPCPR. Well, maybe it wasn't. No, because we didn't. No, it couldn't have been. So it must no. have been because we because uh, one of your people was kind enough to send some to us. So it must have been. So so yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. I, I, I would hope that you guys would have had a chance to smoke it before. Oh yeah, before Vegas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that cigar was was fun. It was a fun project to do, man. Um, yeah, you know, Cuba had never done a Connecticut shade cigar, right? And um, 
you know, so what do you do? Like, like what space do you want to play in with the, with the Connecticut shed? Is it going to be, which is a crowded space. I mean, for, for all, you know, us who claim, you know, we smoke super heavy headbanger cigars, the mm. vast majority of the market smokes mild to medium cigars. Yeah, I don't right. care what you heard, what you think that that's the reality. Yep. So, so with such a crowded marketplace or a crowded audience, like what do we put out? Uh, so we want to do something complex, something with some weight. Um, so we really, really just, just, just got into the mix, man. Um, you know, with the with the Los Rios region grown Ecuadorian wrapper, um, the binder of San Andres, uh, in the Philly, you have Brazilian Matafina, you have uh Lijero from the Jalapa Valley of Nicaragua, um, you got Pelota Cubano, you got a Lord Dominicana. So you got basically six different uh leaves from five different countries. Um hmm. that's something that's never been done in the Connecticut shade. And and consequently you're gonna have a heavier uh, cigar, but still has the things that you like that that's sort of inherent to uh, uh, a Connecticut shade cigar, creamy, buttery notes, um, you know, that sort of uh, 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 nice sort of floral elegance to it, but it yeah. has some body, has some ass on it, so to speak. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. that's one of those yeah. things that that uh, we've talked to so many people that you know for for whatever reason well most likely because like you said the market the market wants mild medium cigars mm-hmm. that's what the market wants so you mm-hmm. you give the people what they want and and there have been some there have been some great you know Connecticut shade cigars on the market for forever absolutely absolutely there, yeah yeah there've been some really good sort of yeah. sort of new interpretations of Connecticut wrapped cigars coming on the market mm-hmm. in the last few years and but sometimes in my opinion there have been some cigars that have missed the mark because they try to be they try to be something they're not. They try to put, they try to put a like you said. They, they, they try to put a, a strong ass kicking cigar in a Connecticut wrapper. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's just too. Tough. It's, yeah, it's yeah. too over the top. Yeah. And, yeah. But there have been some blends, the the Cohiba Connecticut included, that in the in the past couple of years have gone. They've gone back to the roots. They've gone back to that. Look, this is the Connecticut Shade Cigar. It's going to have nuance. It's going to have flavor. It's going to have, uh, but but at the same time, the Cohiba Connecticut has that something that just makes you turn up your eyebrow and say, "Okay, there's a little, there's, there's a some, little something different little something going on here." Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, thank yeah. You. Thank you. Thank so, um, and then the year before that, if I'm not mistaken, was the Cohiba Blue. Now, Cohiba Blue actually predates me too. Uh, so I came on board officially. Uh, I signed my contract in April of 2017. Start date was uh, May of uh, 2017, and okay. Cohiba Blue was released, I think, in March. Okay, so it, it, maybe a month or six weeks before I came on board, uh, and that that one has done phenomenally well. And I tell you, with the with the new packaging remix on it, oh my god, I'm 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 scared what that cigar is going to do. <laughs> like seriously, I mean, it's it's yeah. you know we we'd rather sell the higher price Cohibas, but uh yeah yeah the blue is a, a solid cigar classic Central American blend uh you got the Olancha San Agustin uh, Honduran wrapper same leaf as the binder obviously different priming uh and the Philly have some nice Omatepe uh Lijero from Nicaragua you have uh Hamastron Valley Honduran tobacco and of course you got political Cabana so classic Central American blend uh just medium body not an overly complex cigar, but it's just a solid cigar, consistent, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, tasty smoke, and uh, incredible price on it. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's done well. It's done well. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And uh, mind if we change gears a little bit here? Yeah, and, man. Uh, go away from cigars for just a minute. Uh oh. <laughs> Are you from the Atlanta area? 
No, man, I'm from New Orleans, man. You, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't see my my, yeah. my my New Orleans Saints post every week, man. Oh yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it, as funny as it is, I'm kind of a social media pariah right now. I'm, well, maybe not a pariah is not the right word. I, uh, I only do Facebook really on Tuesday nights. And, <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you know, There's no other. No, I'm joking. <laughs> And uh, do a little bit of Twitter for, you know, some things, but uh, I, I, you know, that's, that's just me. That's just where I'm at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm from New Orleans, born and raised. I've I've been in Atlanta now, uh, this time around since 02. So 17 years, uh, but also lived here in the early nineties before the Olympics. So all in, I probably spent 20 years of my life in in Atlanta, but I'm a New Orleans boy, born and raised uptown New Orleans. Are you a Saints guy? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) He what, is the Saints guy. So what yeah. the hell happened? Man, I told I, – I was I, – I, <laughs> listen, all last week people were talking, oh, my God, you know, the Falcons are going to go get their heads uh, uh, beat in. I'm thinking, nope, I'm hoping the Saints are not thinking that, right? I'm, I'm hoping they're not thinking, hey, this one in seven team is going to come here and lay down. Because if you're, if you're one in seven, you're playing your biggest rival – a rivalry, yeah. uh, one of, the, one of the, the, the best teams in the NFL at the time, you know, yeah. um, you got nothing to lose, right? You got nothing at all to lose. The coaches right. uh, is, is almost being fired. He's switching out, uh, uh, you know, stepping away from being the defensive coordinator, putting a linebacker coach in, 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 in his place. And they have nothing to lose. Meanwhile, the Saints show up and they're, and they're, they're flattening it and they get stunned. I, I kind of knew it. I knew it. And I saw, I saw the spread. The spread was like 13 and a half. I was like, man, I don't bet on games, but if Dang. I did, I, I would have took the Falcons in the points because I knew they wouldn't cover the spread. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they just, it's one of those things. So hopefully, you know, shake it off. You got smacked in the mouth, you know, you got yep. cold cocked and, uh, you yep. know, you, and there's there some other things. I mean, Brady Garrett, uh, uh, you know, played like a beast, uh, you know, but Andrews Pete starting, a, a guard, uh, yep. went out and he had a uh, clapping, which he's not a guard. He's a, he's a, he's kind of a utility guy on, on the line. And, uh, you know, he got his lunch ate, but, it's all good. It's all good. Still seven and two. We, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Well, so, that's like what happened yeah. a few weeks ago with my Green Bay Packers against LA. I mean, LA, LA is not a, you know, they're not a one and six team or anything like that. Yeah, but, but, but the, the Packers but, don't lose to the Raiders. They, like, they, that doesn't happen. The, the Packers played like, like, like a second grade flag football team in that game. It was horrible. Yeah. Every yeah. position yeah. was bad. Aaron yeah. Rodgers was bad. Every, everybody was bad in Listen, that game. So any given Sunday, you show up, man, and yep. you're just a little flat. Yeah, you, you're gonna get you're gonna get trucked. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So actually, I want to. St- I, I like th- I like this. I'm gonna kind of stay on this on this note right now. So I want you to choose one of the following that you could get to do in your lifetime. Would you rather hit a home run as the starting pitcher, score a touchdown as a defensive lineman, or <laughs> score a hockey goal as a goalie? Score, score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. I was a, I was a defensive end. That's like that's you always a dream. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, that's easy. I mean, because how many defensive linemen in the history of the NFL have scored a touchdown? I don't know. I don't maybe know, but, maybe fifty. Yeah, yeah you know, know, in the history of the league, and it's fun to watch, especially if it's a big boy. Yeah, one of those interior big boys run. You know. Oh, yeah. Run, yeah. rumbling down the field, yeah. <laughs> BJ Raji or something. Yeah. One of the, 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 the I'm not going to say the worst feelings, but just like one of those empty, just weird feelings. Like uh, the year after I, 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 I left Grambling, I'm at the Bayou Classic. Uh, and, you know, Grambling plays South. That's the biggest game of the year. And mm-hmm. Keith Marks is uh, is the defensive end playing in the position I played in. 
uh, we had this play that we used to run called uh, Storm, where the uh, uh, the inside it was uh, we played a pro four three defense. So yep. the inside linebacker uh, and the outside linebackers were both blitz, and the defensive end would, would sort of fake a blitz, but you kind of hold up on the line. And uh, and and I saw them right. I know as soon as it you know as soon as it happened, as soon as the defensive you know move, I knew it was the play. And uh, the middle linebacker got to Southern's quarterback as he was throwing the ball, and he tipped it. And Keith Marks <laughs> caught the ball in the same position I would I would have been in. He scooted for like a sixty-three yard touchdown. I'm thinking, oh my oh, god, like man, <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. I would have been right there in that in, in, on that play. So yeah, so yeah, that that, that was an easy question. Now, yeah, always a dream. Always, yeah. Um, so if uh, if you were about to get into a fight, what soundtrack music would come on? <laughs> oh my god! What are you talking about? Oh my god! Uh, uh, wow! Uh, man, I don't know. I don't I know. Will, Willie Hutch, <laughs> brother's going to work it out. I don't know. <laughs> some, old, some old school uh, psychedelic pep music or something. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might, like an uh, old Jim Kelly movie. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carl Douglas. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, bring it back to the streets, man. <laughs> okay, if you could, if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Okay, you broke up. If I can hear the thoughts of what for 10 minutes? If, if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, Oof. who would it be and why? That's, wow, that's that's heavy. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I've got a good follow-up, too. Um, my wife, maybe. <laughs> you're brave. I would. You're brave. I would never wow. want to. I, would I don't never, want it. I don't. I, don't I know. would never want to hear my wife's thoughts for ten minutes. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Who uh, who who else would that be? I don't know. I, I don't want to hear anybody's thoughts, man. That's because that's just nothing about that sounds good. That's a bur- I, that's a burden. It's absolutely. a burden. I thought about yeah, that. I, yeah, hard yeah, yeah, I put I that on the notes, man. I I heard. I thought about that question. I thought I'm thinking about. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I want to, uh, I'll fly blind. I don't want to know. <laughs> no. All right. My follow-up is who inspires you still today? Hmm. Um, my family. I mean, as far as inspiration, man, like, yeah. like, uh, you know, um, there have been people in my life, certainly that, that, that have been, uh, inspirations in my life. Uh, you know, my mother, um, single woman, you know, four boys, you know, we grew up, you know, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty rough uptown mm-hmm. New Orleans and, uh, you know, ups and downs and, and whatnot. And, uh, as it stands now, uh, myself and all of my brothers, we all have college degrees. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you know, That's I a one, mom right there. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we came yeah. out, of, you know, listen, listen, I tell, I don't, I don't hide it, man. It's like, you know, we, we, we lived in public housing, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went to Orleans Parish school school board schools and, uh, you know, my mom fought, scratched, kept it together. And, uh, you know, so, you know, you always want to make mom proud. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you grow up and you have your own family. So, you know, I got all daughters, you know, wife and and uh, and and, you know, I, I certainly want to want, want want them to be proud of me. So that that's the kind of motivation. Yeah. Uh, but inspiration, I mean, you know, I, 
I played for Eddie Robinson, you know, and he's probably mm. singularly, uh, you know, if not the greatest, certainly one of the greatest men I ever met in my life. I mean, this guy, you know, uh, you know, my freshman year of college, he turned 70 years old. He had been coaching since so long that uh, um, during World War II, they couldn't field a team. So he, he had been coaching since before World War II. What? And at 70 years old, he was still coming around door to door with this old school, school yard bell walking through the dorms, knocking on wow. every door, waking up for class. Um, he didn't have to do that. He had graduate assistants and assistant coaches and whatever, but he personally did it. Like he personally came in every morning and took your school ID from you. And I thought he's a son of a bitch for it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he'd, take your, he'd take your school ID, you know, hand it to Coach Sterling or, or Coach Mann, whoever was with him. And, uh, and they would collect all the school IDs and they would go to the cafeteria. So by, you know, 8.30 or so, 8, 8.30, you'd have to show up dressed for breakfast at the cafeteria and they gave you a school ID back. That way he knew you were up for class and you're eating and you were dressed. Yeah. So, That's dedication. And, yeah. This is, you know, the winningest coach in college football history. Yeah. Uh, so him and, uh, and my father-in-law was, was, was another great man, rest his soul. And, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to have him uh, live with us for the last few years of his life. And, mm. uh, and, uh, he was, uh, he was, he was a guy, you know, you could buy a used car from man, like old school cat, <laughs> like, you know, like, like, he would, he would, he, he's just a guy who just couldn't, he, he, he had to shoot to you straight, couldn't tell a lie, couldn't bite his tongue either, which that had, <laughs> <laughs> that had, his, that had his ups and downs. But, uh, you know, he was, he was just a man's man, just, 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 just a, just a, a, a straight old dude. And, and for me, you know, you know, growing up with a single mom, never having, you know, had big brothers, but didn't, didn't have a dad around. So, so it was kind of cool to have that experience, man. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, so those are probably two personally most inspiring people that, that I know, uh, along with my mom, um, you know, so, you know, that's me. It's my yeah. story, so. I love it. And do you, do you find yourself in, in positions from time to time, whether it's, you know, out there meeting people or working with different people at, at, at general cigar, do you find yourself in a position to, you know, be even a little bit of a mentor to us, to some other mm. people? And, and if yeah. so, how do you approach that? Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I've, I've been in this business now a decade and a half, right. Um, I've seen a lot of brands come and go. Um, and I get approached all, all the time. I'm still amazed at the number of people that want to start cigar brands in this current landscape, the FDA and everything you could think of. People <laughs> yeah. hit me up all the time. Like, hey, I want to start like a cigar. We always say, like we always say, careful what you wish for. Yeah, man. Listen, but I'm not going to piss in the Cheerios. So I caution against it, whatever. But yeah, but, uh, you know, people reach out to me all the time and and I talk to anybody, as many people as I can. And, uh, and, 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 you know, not for nothing, you know, I'm a black guy. I don't know if you know that. Uh, and, uh, and and there's not many of me, uh, uh, in this position. So, so I kind of take that seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I've seen uh, a growth in in the black community as far as, you know, cigar enthusiasts and cigar shop owners and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so certainly um, as, 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 as more people, uh, I can't say of color, because obviously, it's, you know, the Latin cultures would start, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the sort of, you know, whole cigar uh, platform. But uh, as far as more blacks coming in, as they come in, whether at any level, whether they're, you know, wanting to start a brand or, or, or they're uh, opening a shop or just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I, 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 I get a lot of people ask me questions, not just blacks, but people just in general. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's, I kind of joke that, uh, 
that if I had a dime for, you know, the, 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 the people I helped get jobs at different companies, man, I'd, 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 I'd retire. Um, so it's, uh, if you stay around long enough, man, I mean, you know, the, the, the failures are worth something, right? I mean, yeah. I tell people all the time, I don't have all the right answers, but man, I could tell you some of the things that didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I may not know the exact roadmap, but I can look back and tell you where the landmines were and, and, and don't, don't go that way, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I just try to offer that to anybody I can. I mean, uh, uh, anybody that asks. So, so yeah, and it's, it's weird, man. I mean, and I think about, you know, you know, I'm, I'll be 50 this summer. So you really start to kind of look back and think like, you know, you, you want things to matter, right? You know, uh, at least I do, you know? Uh, so yeah, I try to help whenever I can, man. I really do. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's one of the things I wanted to, you know, wanted to ask you about was, you know, you know, being a black man in the cigar industry, I don't, I don't really know, you know, from, from that standpoint, you know, what you go through, what, and, and from the beginning, if that was something that you, you know, if there was anything maybe additional that you had to overcome or, or have, you know, have, have a little more effort, a little extra effort than the other guy, that kind of thing, just to get maybe to, you know, the same level as some other guys do. You know what? Um, Man, not not that I can, not that I could, not that I know. Yeah. Uh, now, certainly, I mean, I've been in, you know, a, a shop or two here and there, and I felt kind of uh, uneasy, just, just, you know, uh, you know, some, 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 a little tension. But that's mm-hmm. not, that's not, that's no different from, you know, being in certain parts of America, or whatever. That, yeah. I'm going to a bar. Not, right. Yeah, that's not, that's not an industry thing at all. Uh, but as far as the industry, yeah. no, man. Listen, um, I remember when I first. Uh, January 2006, when I first landed in in, in uh, Managua, and uh, Dave Blanco was there, you know, and hmm. picked me up at the airport. We drove uh, up into uh, to Esteli, and I first first walked into the Placentia factory. It, you know, I I I, I can even I, I can almost choke up right now at, at how uh, warm and, and open and inviting. Yeah. Uh, they were. Um, and, and I remember just little things like when I first, uh, um, sold cigars into Russia, uh, and those cigars, they, they wouldn't come into the States. I mean, they, they had to be packed a certain way, um, uh, weighted. It was a, just a lot to it. And those cigars mm-hmm. were leaving straight from Nicaragua to go to, to, to Russia. Uh, so I wasn't there. Uh, I'm on the phone with the factory and emailing whatever. And I mean, and this was talking about running a gauntlet to get all this stuff together to meet the regulations to get the cigar sold over there. And every all the stuff that they did to me and uh, did for me in an extra mile that they went just to make sure this order was right because this is my first international order was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then people that I've met um, throughout the industry from Ricky. I mean, when I first met Ricky, when he when he first was sort of introduced as the face of CAO, you know, not long after the Osmingers had just sold CAO. So, you know, uh, that's a pretty daunting task for him. And I meet him oh, yeah. uh, at Highland Cigar Bar here in Atlanta. I don't know, 10, 12 years. I don't know how long ago it was at this point. And we hit it off immediately. And uh, he was actually, fast forward a few years, we became buddies. And fast forward uh, a few years later, he's the person. He was the emissary. He was the person, the general cigar uh, uh, asked, hey, do you know this guy? Call him. And I remember when I got the call from Rick uh, um, wow. about about coming aboard doing this. He was the guy that 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 basically floated this concept to me uh, after they, they mentioned my name in, in meetings internally. And he's like, yeah. hey, I want me to call you. Are you interested? So, I mean, yeah, man. So it's, it's as far as the industry, I can't think of anybody, man. I mean, from no, man. I mean, 
everybody that, that I've come across uh, as far as industry. I guess because on this side of the, uh, the fence, we sort of know the fight, right? Yeah, we all we all we all, uh, especially the little guys, we fight the same fight, regulations, resources, uh, getting share of voice out there as it relates to sales forces, um, you know, just traveling. I mean, you know, you got you got certain, you know, you know, certain guys you see on the road, like like you have your own routine. You go to diners together. Uh, you know, me and Mike Rosales from Romacraft, you know, we used to share <laughs> hotel rooms because I had a hookup on on Marriott uh, uh, rooms. Right. <laughs> like like he would pay for breakfast. Like like so. Um, no, nah, man. I mean, I, I haven't that I know of. I mean, maybe they called me who knows behind my back. But as far as what I know, I haven't had any issues based well, on, and, on my and, color and, uh, and not, not not with industry cats at all whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And and that's one of the things that it's a it's a phrase I say all the time. This cigar people are the best people. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've known every, you know, every walk of life people in my, and, you know, in, in, uh, the time I've been on this earth and, and, and they're just, there's such phenomenal people surrounding the cigar industry. And, 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 uh, it's, uh, it, it's a group of people, whether it's, whether it's brand owners, whether it's rollers, whether it's, mm-hmm. whether it's sales folks, whether it's brokers, whether it's marketing people or, or, you know, just, uh, shop owners, it's, there's such, such phenomenal people in this business and and it's it's great to have a chance to get to know as many of them as possible because you know we're not here very long so let's let's no, make the most of it you know yeah, yeah. there's a much bigger culture of um you know black cigar shop owners and um i think just um in general uh i was down in uh atlanta in, in the duluth area uh, okay. over the summer and went to a couple shops and I worked half the day at this one shop and I was the only white guy there the entire <laughs> day. And that was where, a where, new where, experience for me. Were you on Peachtree Industrial? Do you remember? How long ago was this? Uh, this was in July. What shop was it? What shop was it? What shop it was, was the one that I was live. The with. one you were live. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there. I don't remember the name of it. I but. want to say it was Big... Uh, Man, but the guy came. The, there was a customer there that came on yep. with you. Yeah, his name was Steve. Yeah, and um, wow. great dude, great dude. Yeah, uh, wow. military guy, and you know we talked about military and stuff. But yeah, yeah, the half the day there, uh, only white guy there, but was treated like family, you know, uh, type of thing. But um, <laughs> wow, you know, I that's pretty cool. I, I don't know, I don't know the shop up there in Duluth. I mean, there, there, there this uh, it used to be. Um, God, I can't even remember now. Uh, um, there's a uh, t- uh, Max. Is it Max cigar? Was it Max? It could be Max. Yeah, it might have been Max. Big Max. Big. Uh, well, it's 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 it's, it's, called, it's called it's called Max. Uh, it and, might be Max. And the story behind that is uh, that, that that shop was initially being opened by this is going back years and years. Mac Ten, the rapper. Oh, um, are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, there was some issue with he had some confusion about whether or not he could carry Cuban cigars and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't as attractive to him when he realized he couldn't. So uh, um, Tony Meadows uh, actually, oh yeah, kind of, I'm not gonna say bought the shop, but kind of took over it in the process of it being op- open and never changed the name. So it's been called Max Cigars since since the beginning. Yeah, so I know the owner's name is John, but I don't remember. You cigar jazz? You had cigar jazz? Cigar jazz. That's what it is. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said John. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, uh yeah. he has live music uh and just packs it out 
for these live music events and um yeah 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 okay cigar jack sean have you had a chance to go to uh uh once or or more to the uh uh the new spot that uh that cam newton opened up i have not i have not listen man i have not um and I got to get down there, but I mean, just like tonight, I mean, uh, you know, I, I coach my daughter's basketball team and run around like crazy. Uh, I got a pack. I'm flying out in the morning. So at night, man, it's hard for me to get out. And, and I'm mm-hmm. always traveling. I'm always doing events. So, you know, if I go out somewhere at night, I have to, I have to, you know, put on blazer and do that. You know, so yeah. it's just tough. Yeah. And then it's in, it's in town. So I'm going to get there. Just have it yet. Um, what have you heard? I, I hear it's great. I hear it's great. Now, it's not really, really heavy as far as uh, having a big cigar selection, a big humidor. Right. I've heard well, that. Well, 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 well uh, um, curated cigar selection. Uh, and it's definitely uh, stuff that you can smoke um, and, and buy. And it's, 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 a, it's a, for what it is. So it's, it's, a, it's a really nice cigar bar, restaurant, lounge. And there's a nice selection of cigars that you can buy, but which is good though. He's not he's not trying to compete with your normal brick and mortar retailers that have the big walk-in humidors. There's a there's a there's a decent selection of cigars there, you know, decent enough, good good enough size, but it's more just a just an incredible what I understand, incredible uh, uh, experience as far as the lounge, the food, uh, uh, and and you know it's it's obviously cigar friendly, and you can buy some cigars there uh, if if you don't have your own. So. Uh, yeah. But I hear, I hear nothing but good things about it. I just haven't had a chance to get down there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully over the holidays when, when my, my travel slows down, I, I'll get down there. But it's just, I mean, I, I literally go into town once a month, you know. Uh, yeah. And I live on the west side uh, in, in the Smyrna Vinings area uh, near uh, Home Depot's corporate office near the new Brave Stadium. So mm-hmm. um, I just don't have much occasion to go downtown, man, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about um, you know, it made a big splash when it came out. Um, tell us about the Spectre and how that cigar came to be, kind oh. of going back in, getting back into Cohiba cigars. Tell us about the Spectre and how that came to be. So last year, Spectre? Uh, well, let's, 20, let's start with the first one. Yeah, 20, 2018. So, 2018. Um, yeah, so um, it, it was, I'm not going to say it was a, it was a, it wasn't a mistake. It was just, it it, it was, it was, it wasn't supposed to happen, right? So okay. this That's is a little my, accident. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this is my first trip down to uh, General Cigars facilities, right? So I'm down at the factory, uh, you know, going to the you know storage facilities for the tobacco, and we were in this uh, this facility out in Lise, Dominican Republic, which we've actually since since shut down. Um, that was um, a storage, a tobacco storage and processing facility. And just walking around uh, with with our number one tobacco guy there in the co- in country, and um, and j- I'm just just you know one of the first places again where I, where I see Tercios, uh, um, just the process of of aging this tobacco in uh, in palm bark. Right, I'd never actually seen it in person, and I'm just like marveling at all these different you know bells and Tercios. And I see this one has this really 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 uh, weathered patina um you know just noticeably older than than the others i had seen and it kind of gave me the code as to how to look at the side of the bell and figure out the date um but i looked at the side of this one i, I couldn't figure out the date I'm like, oh. okay so eventually i was like uh don kiko hey, you know you know what is this and he's like oh it's below the i was like well i can see that i mean 
but it's old. Like what 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 year is it? Yeah. He looks recent and he's up to oh it's 1995. I'm like, what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is political bono, Asian Tercios from 1995. Mm-hmm. So at the time this was this was 20 was it was it was twenty seventeen or when did I, I don't even write. So it was it was it was twenty two twenty three year old political bottom at the time. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh my, my inclination as a boutique guy, you find something like this, like okay, oh, yeah. cool, let's 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 make a special release cigar. You put well, your hand on the bale right away. You're like, this is mine. This yeah. Is well, I, I'd have to do that because because it, it was mine. <laughs> but 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 the the big trick was getting them to want to do something with it because they're like, it's one barrel of tobacco. What are we gonna do with it? I was like, just believe me. Like we can do something with this. So that started the process. Like, well, if we're gonna do it, like we can't. You can't just put out one. You know, uh, uh, use this bale of tobacco to put out some one and done project. Yeah. Um, it, it would have so it really started, which is which is sort of counterintuitive. Usually for me, cigar blending always started with the wrapper. This started from finding this 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 you know more than two decades old bale of political bottom. Yeah, and that's when so we got mm-hmm. back that day, got back to uh, um, uh, Santiago, and I uh, started talking with. Uh, Jonas and the rest of the guys there kind of talking like, can you do something with this? And it's like, well, yeah, you know, and, and they kind of got excited about it because it's not like they get to do really, really small, oddball stuff, right? And I was like, well, let's have some fun with it. And they started making calls and, uh, uh, you know, to uh, other facilities and just really kind of marshalling in like, okay, what do you guys have? You know, what's, 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 what's sitting out there that we haven't used and blah, blah, blah. So we basically, you know, grabbed this stuff that we had, um, you know, Line Tarada de Copel, which is a which is a Honduran uh, farm that that we don't even grow anymore. We had two years of that from you know going back at the time, uh, seven years and eight years uh, old tobacco, uh, uh, Esteli Nicaraguan tobacco that was sherry barrel age from 2011 and 2014, five years. From, so they just started putting all this different stuff together. And that and that's what started the process. So I mean, it was it was it was it was. You know, I'd like to take credit, like, but I can't, I can't because I wouldn't even know that this stuff even existed. Um, but the political bono and 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 my impetus to use it is what started the process. And then once we got into it, I would fly back and forth. And I remember I took our last trip down, uh, and I think I posted it uh, um, when I when I got sort of the last because. We had never really done it. Well, not we. I mean, I had been on board with, with, with the company that long, but they had never did, done anything like that before. And I hadn't either as far as the little intricate details that went into how it was aged, how um, uh, the, 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 the testing was done. It was just a lot that went into it. Uh, and I was like, I was really nervous because it's like this was, you know, I, I convinced this behemoth of a company to, to put out, you know, less than. Four thousand cigars that were going to cost a thousand dollars a box, and uh, <laughs> boy, we better not shit the bed, right? So, <laughs> so I was like, I, I, I got to get. So I literally flew down there, I don't know, a week before the show, just to do like the final taste. And man, when I lit that boy up, I just sat back like, wow, like I knew it was a winner. I knew it was a winner. I knew it was a winner. And uh, and the packaging was just like something that had never been seen before. Um, so it was just, just, just everything they, the, 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 but again, I mean, it's like, when would a company of size had ever done something like that? that's the stuff that, that, that we did in the boutique world, put out less than 4,000 cigars. Yeah. But they were like, you know what, let's, let, let's do it. But if you're going to do it, we have to do it big. And, uh, and, and so you bring that sort of aggressive innovation from the boutique world 
into a space where you have all the resources to really, really make a big splash, that's when you like you just really move the needle. And 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 we put out the most expensive cigar in the history of the company. And uh, and the only mistake we made, or not mistake, but the only issue we we had is that we couldn't make enough of it. You know, so um, that was great. Now you know, but then the pressure's on for 2019, right? Yeah. Um, but that was that was the fun part. Uh, you know, the packaging. Uh, I love the new packaging, uh, and it's it's it, it's counter to the last one, which was you know sort of the the disc and the big sort of space spaceship sort of circle looking yeah. thing. This one is rectangular. You know, Lamborghini doors, you know, just a whole sort of different look on that. Excuse me. And the blend is totally different. It's it's more la- last year's is really good. Uh a phenomenal cigar. Uh, but 2019 is 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 I could say with confidence more of a, a hardcore cigar smokers cigar. I yeah. mean, you know, five year age Jalapa wrapper, you have uh Jalapa Nicaraguan tobacco from uh, 2006, a 13 year old uh, Jalapa. You have some b- beautiful Brazilian Matafina also in the filler, uh, Connecticut broadleaf, and, and, and there's not a leaf in there that, that that's less than three years old. So it's it's a heavier blend, uh, a little bit spicier, uh, but but just 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 really really really. And, and we we do have some some bleed over from the previous blend. We have some of the sherry barrel age Esteli, so that's in there. That's in there with that with that rich sweetness of the Jalapa wrapper. And and this one smokes just fuller body, a little bit more spice, uh, smaller Vitola, which I like. I mean, last year's was seven by fifty four. This one is a six by forty nine. So noticeably different. And yeah. uh, and that wrapper really really pops. Uh, so you got the Jalapa wrapper on the outside. Then you got the thirteen year old Jalapa in the filler. Just kind of powering the whole uh, uh, cigar, man. It's 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 special. It really is. It really is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, when that, uh, you know, the 2018 release release came out, it was just, it was, it was really kind of a big game changer. And then the, the 2019 release was, was just huge also. I, and yeah. it, I, I see it, I see it moving like crazy. And I see a lot of, uh, uh, I see a lot of heat on, on, uh, social media with that cigar. So I think it's really, I think it's really doing good things. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Any of those, uh, OGs hanging around from last year? Yeah. Uh, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we gotta talk offline. Come on, you can't put me on blast, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, so let's yeah. uh, let's shift gears, uh, Sean. Every week we do a couple interesting things. Uh, one of them is I call it the useless fact of the week. Um, and uh, so this week's is I was struggling finding something this week that was even moderately interesting. This one probably doesn't doesn't you know meet that criteria but i'm gonna go for it anyway um so duffel bags duffel bags duffel bags are actually the the name is they're actually named after a town uh it gets its name from the town of duffel belgium uh where the cloth used to make those bags was originally sold the fabric was a coarse thick woolen cloth originally used for sturdy coverings of ship so there you go. That is the useless fact of the week. Duffel bags are named after a town in Belgium. I didn't need that in there. But you didn't need it in there. It's in there now. It's you can't get now. it out. Yeah, it's in there. So I don't have to come up with a useless fact. Is that no? No, 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 That's all me. That's all me. Okay. All right. <laughs> and now I, mean, I could, but I mean, I just... you, well, my 
my favorite segment of the week is something Garrett Garrett does for us, uh, and and we're going to get into that right now. Numero de los muertos. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> so Sean, what we do every week is uh, this numero de los muertos. Number I, of the dead. Yeah. No. I give a number. Okay. And then uh, start to give out some clues, and what we got to figure out is. Um, why this thing or people or whatever is dying. And uh, the number this week is four in recorded history. Well, that's a small number. It is a very small number. And um, I'll give a, I'll give uh, a clue right off the bat. Um, It has to do with, um, so it's people. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that, that four people die. And it has to do with animals. All right. Four people in the history of the world have died. In recorded history. In recording history. In recorded history have died from this. Yep. And it's an animal. Animal? An animal that causes it. Yep. And and this one actually blew me away. So uh, Only four? Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of digging in the barrel, you know, yeah. deep, deep down in there to, <laughs> to find, you know, good, fun death if statistics. Only, that, if it's only four, yeah, it's got to be. It can't be like being mauled by a bear or anything. That's right. No, that number is, you know, I yeah. think there's more than four. Four in history? Yeah, four in so history. So it must be some weird, like, allergic reaction to a bite or something like that. Or like... That, that's, a, that's a good guess, but nope. Uh, it's, so it's not like a jellyfish sting or something like that. Ooh, no. I gotta think there's more than four of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, is it an animal that's still around? It's not an mm-hmm. extinct animal, is it? That's correct. It is. It is. No, no, no. Oh, it's still around. Animal's still around. Uh, is North America? Mm-hmm. North America. Hmm. Uh, is it a mammal? Mm-hmm. It's a mammal. Uh... <laughs> All right, get another clue. I, it, it, there's got to be some other clue that won't completely give it away. Water. Water. Well, you said a mammal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, moose? Not a moose. Mm-mm. A mammal. A water. A whale? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eaten by a whale. Eaten by a whale? Not eaten, but killed. But here's the interesting part. It's only been four people in history killed by a whale? Correct. However, no, there's no. got to be more However, than that. However, dude, I know. So I look, and um, and there's only been four people that have died by a whale species, and all four have been from orcas, and all four of those were in captivity. Not in the wild. That'll learn you. Are you serious? Yes. Don't so, go capturing those whales. <laughs> <laughs> so that, was, about that? that was one of my other, you know. So, things, they're, so they're less lethal in the wild. Correct. Wow. How about yeah. that? Now, about there, that? There, yeah. are, <laughs> there are rumors where there have been uh, certain um, whales that have potentially taken Inuit people um, from, you know, like the northern alaska yeah. and stuff that would uh go whaling um but that was not considered death by whale because 
they were hunting. I don't know. But like all the whaling shit. Self-defense. It's like whale self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there have only been four, four people who have died from whales. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know. And all in captivity. I'd say I'd say the takeaway is like Sean said, don't capture those whales. Yeah, don't capture <laughs> yeah, the whales. Right, right. You'll right, be all right. right. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys are killing me. This is like amazing. <laughs> I, uh, that would that would have maybe the out, most out of left field numero de los muertos we've ever done. Yeah, yeah, I like, it. I yeah. like it. something a little different. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, Sean, a little bit of a lightning round that we do with everybody uh, is uh, first question. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to new cigar consumers, what would it be? Have an open mind. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Try everything. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to uh, cigar retailers, specifically brick-and-mortar cigar retailers, what would it be? Have an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't possibly smoke every damn team. cigar. You can't possibly smoke every damn cigar in your humidor. Yeah, break, break, break. Just because you don't smoke the cigar doesn't mean you know you, you don't need to bring it in, man. Come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of sensing a trifecta coming. Here. I think so. This yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, so let's if you, if you, could give, if you could give one piece of advice to the uh, uh, the cigar organization formerly known as the IPCPR, now called the PCA. If you could give one piece of advice to the board of directors, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it have an open mind? Oh man, uh, yeah, I think they they showed that they have an open mind. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Maybe too open. Maybe a little. Too no, open. no, no. Listen, 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 listen. So, so in in, in all fairness, I get it, right? Um, yeah. You know, we have. Uh, a situation where I'm not going to say we're fighting battles on a bunch of different fronts, but we're fighting the same battle uh, with a bunch of disparate armies, so to speak, right? Um, and I, it seems like they're just starting kind of to come together, you know? Um, and the army isn't big enough. So we have yet to really effectively galvanize the consumers and and uh you know yeah. the C- yeah the CRA does 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 what they can do right um yeah. but still it's just like I, there's a there's this disconnect and there's this uh this uh um I don't know man almost complacency with 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 our consumers like people a uh, uh, mm-hmm. shout to their you know you know uh heads explode on Facebook about you know this and that this and that but uh, a lot of shouting is unrealistic I mean you know we could shout all we want, but there's certain things that we're going to have to deal with, and 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 we have to be real sober about that. Uh, be diligent, be fervent, you know, uh, uh, in our actions, but just 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 approach this with a certain level of probity and sobriety that yeah. that that will allow us to make some intelligent decisions. But from the the PCA standpoint, and bringing in consumers, or at least the the, the impetus to do that, was sort of. Uh, as, as, as I sort of gleaned from it, um, you know, as manufacturers, you know, uh, with my company previously, with General Now, you're members of PCA. Mm-hmm. So in order for the consumers to come, they would have to kind of join some level uh, in, in PCA to gain entry. So yeah. this just creates more of a, of a, of a, of a, 
of a consumer base of a, of a, of an army of you know kind of getting them involved and also put some numbers on the road books uh, yeah. so that you have a bigger constituency when you you know try to uh, have some of these conversations uh, legislatively. So that's what I sort of gleaned from it. Um, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not crazy about it. Uh, just just on its on its face. Uh, but I don't know that I knew all the ins and outs about it. Um, and I don't know what the right time it would be. Would it be best to have it before the show or after the show? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm open to it. I have an open mind, right? Um, but it needed to have some meat on the bones to really kind of understand how things are going to work. Um, and listen, I mean, you guys have been to the show. Man, it's a meat grinder for us, right? Um, we're out there for a week, damn near. And, it's uh, it's a lot of work setting up. Uh, you know, we, we don't do a lot the way we break it down. At least I don't. But just, just the, 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 you know, start to finish. You know, from from the time you hit the, you know, you wake up in the morning to late at night. From you know being on the floor, you you got to entertain your key customers. There's always consumer stuff you do. So it's just long, long, long days, and just to add another uh, um, component in like that 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 will take so much bandwidth. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't say. Um, that it's not a good idea. I I just I I just don't know if the idea was really discussed enough. Uh, yeah. but listen, man, we 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 need um cohesiveness. Um, yep. you know, so we, we have to we have to figure this out. Uh, yeah. we have to figure this out. So when I like what you said too about that education piece, yeah. Um, a uh, a guy that I follow on Twitter today said, um, facts don't change people's mind; community does. Oh, well, that's obvious, right? Right? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. something that is just, uh, you know, in a in a day where so many, and this is why I'm off social media, is all of the, the battles and everything that, that yeah. go on from any issue. Um, but what truly changes people's minds is, in, you know, being inclusive into a community that's what changes hearts and yeah, minds. Listen, you, 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 your crew holds you accountable, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have people that that will tell you, "Look, man, you're tripping," right? Yep. You know. Um, so yeah, it, it's you know. So we have to do better at at, at cultivating a, a community yep. here that that encourages um, certain level of candor and and yeah. and, uh, and respect. Yeah, for 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 each other's opinions. Because that complacency piece too, that you you know, that's huge. People just get you know, if it doesn't affect them, you know, like right now, um, there are millions. Well, you know, lots of cigar smokers out there who you know don't see any future effects with FDA stuff that's going on right now. How can they not? How can they not? Yeah. Yeah, but it's coming. Oh, it's coming! It is coming. So that, that that that's a reality, and, yep. and just us yelling, uh, you know, you know, they're infringing on our rights, and get out of our humidor, and blah blah. blah, blah. Good luck with that. Yep. You know? Yeah, there's some real yep. work needs to be done, and it's not and it's not going to be done on social media, uh, uh, right. yelling at people on Facebook. So that's right. Yeah, nothing gets done there. Nothing yeah. gets done. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it done. You know, educating consumers. We. That's that's one of the reasons we started this yep. this whole how about that cigar thing is educating yeah. consumers, the casual cons- cigar consumers that, you know, they don't have a big, you know, they don't have a big humidor. They don't even necessarily have a small humidor. They just maybe they buy 100 cigars a year, you know, and yeah. and they they still need to know, you know, getting getting them 
at least to a point where where they understand what's what's what what the cigar community is all about you know is 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 key for us it's so important for us and and uh if if we can get them you know even one percent more educated um maybe that's that's gonna give them a little bit of uh fire to uh, participate a little bit more in the community and and know yeah. a little bit more about what it is that they they might want to step forward and fight for. Yep, absolutely. So absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, notable smokables for this week, uh, mm. Sean. We talk every week about uh, one or two cigars that we smoked during the past week that that we thought was interesting, whether it was new to the market, old to the market, whatever it may be. Um, uh, one of the ones that I uh, fired up was uh, uh, it was a release that was only. Uh, for Germany, so uh, uh, Skip Martin, Mike Rosales, uh, Wanderlust. Uh, they no, it was the it was actually the uh, the Casa Torres uh, twenty años, the twentieth anniversary cigar for Schuster's. Oh, okay. okay. And they they put that blend together for them, and um, I bought a, a few boxes and um, have uh, I pulled I pulled one out and smoked that a uh, couple days ago. I think maybe it was yesterday. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a nice perfecto, uh, Connecticut shade wrap cigar, uh, very un, uh, Roma craft, but, you know, coming from their factory, still, uh, constructed very well, uh, beautiful cigar, very, very nice flavors to it. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, fired one of those up again yesterday and forgot how much I enjoyed that one. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, one of mine was the, uh, last call by AJ Fernandez. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, solid, okay. solid cigar. Uh, the Connecticut, and um, I know that I had had it before, but um, again, a lot like you know the Cohiba that we talked about earlier, Connecticut. Um, that Connecticut has flavor and, yeah. and punch to it. Yeah, and um, I love it. Yeah. Well, AJ yeah. knows what he's doing. I mean, he's got he's got skills. So he's yeah. King so, Sean, I know you mostly smoke your own stuff, but do you ever have a chance to reach for something else in the humidor and, and fire it up? Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, so in full disclosure, uh, I, I'm actually one of the few people that's on the uh, the panel uh, that, that that smokes and approves all new blends, uh, uh, at least offers input on all new blends that come out come that, that come out of General Cigar. Okay. Oh wow. So uh who is that? Yeah, it's cool sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I mean you want to be able to enjoy a cigar without yeah. actually working. So um yeah. Yeah. so I I've been smoking uh a lot of uh test blends but not just Cohiba. Um so I I probably got to hold my powder on this, uh especially <laughs> for this week. Since it's only Tuesday. Uh give me some time give me some all right. time all right man all right yeah all right yeah. um i only had one other one this week that was uh interesting enough to write down and that was the uh uh hoya de nicaragua cuatro cinco oh wow so yeah. i haven't had one in a while that's and, a good uh, cigar uh reach for it yeah yeah and it's uh good as uh, that uh bellicoso did um, it make you feel like a wide receiver no, no, definitely what? not. <laughs> well, that's oh, that, not Ocho Cinco. It's oh, Cuatro that's, Cinco. Yeah, that's right. It's quiet. It's, so it's half the Cinco. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> Jesus. It took, it, took me a, it took me a split second. Like, what? Was that, that was a joke, right? You were joking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you asking me? Uh, uh. <laughs> 
That got real oh uncomfortable for a second. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I thought it was like an inside joke or something. Like, like, like. <laughs> oh, oh it. damn. Uh, uh, did you have another one, Garrett? Um, you know, I ha- I don't even know how to say this. Well, I'll say it for you. Oh, yeah. I, the. Uh, yep. Oh. So it's. Uh, it, oh, Obelisco? Yeah, Obelisco from uh, La Gloria Cubana. Yeah, I couldn't even. I couldn't even begin to say that, Obelisco. I, but I don't uh, know. I don't have a clue. The uh, the packaging looked like um, how you get a half wheel of brie cheese. Like they were super. Like to call them a pyramid just doesn't do it enough justice. It uh, starts real skinny and and gets real wide. Okay, so it's and, like a cone-shaped cigar. Yeah, yeah, and box press. That's called the uh, trumpeta. Trumpeta. There you go. Trumpeta. Oh, like trumpet, trumpeta. awesome! Yeah. It was delicious. Good. Um, so yeah, that's my uh, other uh, notable. Nice. Yeah. Um. So for uh, for you guys watching and listening, um, just to let you know some stuff we have coming up uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, next week, uh, we have Ben Holt from Distant Cigars mm. on the show. Uh, the following week, uh, Mr. Hector Alfonso from Espinosa Cigars and the Lazona Cigar Factory is going to be on the show. And then uh, the following week, Mr. Miguel Shodell from Crown Heads is going to be on the show joining us. And then we have some more good stuff coming up. We're scheduled all the way through December. And then uh, sometime early in January, we're going to try to uh, <laughs> try to patch together some sort of uh, top 10 cigar list oh that's right which i haven't even started digging into yet yeah. but it's uh we'll start we'll start putting that together about um, that so uh uh it's sean, time of year yeah wow. it, it is, is. That, i know it's wow. crazy it's Ooh. that time of year yeah. Yeah. um so sean give uh give everybody sort of a final little uh um uh idea on where they can find out more about cohiba cigars and uh what if any uh events you're going to be at coming up soon yeah so uh certainly um on social media, you can at Cohiba Cigars. Um, that's on uh, Instagram and Twitter um, and CohibaCigars.com, of course. But if you want it fresh, hot, and, 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 and from the kitchen to your table, follow me at Sean Williams underscore Cohiba. At Sean right. Williams underscore Cohiba. Because I post all of my events, what's coming up, where I'm going, what's, what's happening, what I'm eating, you know, so... Um, that's the easiest way to keep up. And as far as events, uh, heading out here in the morning, going back to my home city, New Orleans, uh, got, um, one of several, uh, dinners I've done, uh, this year with Ruth's Chris cigar. So a, a beautiful cigar dinner, uh, right on Fulton Plaza, uh, Ruth's Chris Thursday night in New Orleans. So, uh, if, uh, I can't say, you know, be there if you can, because they're already sold out. So. Uh, but you can you can wave by and you can smell a cigar smoke and smell the steaks and uh, that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, so that that's uh, that's this week. Next week I'll be in Omaha, Nebraska at Safari Cigars. Week after that is Thanksgiving, and the week after that uh, I'll be in New York. Uh, actually, be okay. in New York uh, twice uh, uh, in December uh, with events. Give uh, um, a big uh, a big holiday party at um, at um, um, Club Macanudo. Which is okay. oh, yeah. our home club, so that's going to be fun, and uh, and I have a an event at I think Cigar Cave in uh, in New Jersey. Uh, I need to confirm that, 
So okay. I kind of know what cities I'm going to be in most of the time, but I don't mm-hmm. always remember exactly where I'm going to be. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Sean Williams underscore Cohiba. And uh, that's the easiest way to sort of keep up. And, uh, and, and I like to interact with, 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 with everybody that's, uh, that's keeping track of me. So. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sean, thanks very much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, For those of you uh, watching, thanks for watching. Those of you listening, thanks for listening. Uh, Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar and uh, hit us up on the website. How about that cigar dot com. You can send us an email directly from there. If you ever have any questions, anything you want to know, just shoot us an email right from there. And until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care. guys. All right. (laughs)